content warning. For thalassophobia, fear of deep bodies of water, check the description for the timestamp. As storied as Uduwasha, the coastal Arabian city of Kethris sits in an eternal decline, with the exception of an ancient central tower that breaks the clouds. The affluent make their homes within the tower, as before the cataclysm, it was built wide enough for the entire city to be contained within. It is this tower from which the Akrosi name, Cloudspire, is derived, as this city is second only to Bright Harbor for imperial accessibility. At one point, Cloudspire was considered a strategic point in surrounding Uduasha, but during the establishment of an imperial foothold, forces were pulled to deal with King Aldrich's insurrection in Scoblin. So this plan was abandoned, along with the children of the Aruvians and Akarosi who were pushed out of their homes in order to construct the expansive imperial holdings around the foot of the spire. Though it has been nearly a century, the effects of the heavy occupation and sudden vacancy are still felt in the grim world in the shadow of the spire. A world that one Andrew Anderson left behind and has not set foot in for nearly a year. John Harper. I'm Greg. I'm your conductor. I run the game. I'm Hannah. I play Andrew Anderson. Uh, I live here in the location we're visiting now and also in this room where we're recording. We record in my apartment. I'm Guy. I play Pip. Uh, Pip wishes to die as is his usual want. Uh, I am wishing you, the listener, just Hope you're having a good day. That's it. <laughs> Drix is silently worried. Or hi, I'm Stefan. I play Drix, and Drix is silently worrying. Is Pip okay? What kind of a fucking question is that? You haven't been paying That's attention. That's a fair, man. fair <laughs> statement. That one's like. Actually, no, that's pretty in character for Drix. That that lines up. <laughs> oh, that, that, that that, that, I mean, yeah, that does track. <laughs> he's yeah. nothing if not self-consistent speaking of track uh. we reached the end of some track what a segue yeah we are now in uh cloud spire on the uh ghosts lines map or kethris on the blades in the dark map i've mentioned this before when discussing Ravencourt, but the city in akros that is given no name in the ghost lines map uh, i have gone with the name Ravencourt. Uh, in Blades in the Dark, it is called Cloudspire, but um, I will go with the Ghost Lines map with priority, and I will instead treat Kethris as the proper Eruvian name of this city. And also, I think this is the first uh, city you guys have been to that um, the, the the track is is like one way. This is the end of the track. To uh, Cloudspire is on the coast, and Uduwasha is the rare inland city, and by rare I mean pretty much the only one. Uh, so as a result, uh, after you guys are done here, you guys will head back into Uduasha. Uh, the first real, like, uh, doubling back. But that's later. Right now, as Hannah said, uh, this is Andrew Anderson's, uh, home. As the name would imply, there is a very tall, uh, spire 
that uh, reaches the clouds. And the entire city really is, like, tiered surrounding this uh, big spire. Especially around, like, the slums closest to the ground. That's where a lot of Imperial stuff is. And that's where things like Imperial-run orphanages, like Andrew Anderson, grew up in. That's where they are. So, Greg, would you suggest that Cloud Spire sort of, like, rather than sort of, like, growing out as a city, grew just sort of, like, more up and they just built more on top of each other? I think for the vast majority of history, they were building upwards because uh, they were, like, more free. After the Cataclysm, that's where a lot of the things around it on the ground were built uh, because that's where, like, Imperial jobs and a lot of stuff built under the duress and new conditions and new supply chain. Um, so there's a, there's actually a big stark difference between uh, like the proper ancient Eruvian Kethris, the, the spire, uh, the, and uh, the rest of Cloud Spire around it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a thing that I, I I need to I don't know if I mentioned on on Mike, but um like the Demon Princes landed 400 years before the Cataclysm. Eruvia, like all the Isles, were a much, much like a big variety of different people, different peoples. So, like, there's there's a lot of history in this world. Even places like Duskwall has history made from before the Cataclysm. Are you suggesting, Greg, that our narrator might be misinformed? <laughs> Wait, like... Like me? Greg? <laughs> I mean, I'm always... You know what? I don't proclaim to be sure about anything because, one, I'm not John Harper. And two, the, the point is that we all come up with this together. So, yes, any one narrator is incorrect when describing the Shattered Isles. It's only when we all come together, like on Reddit. Uh-oh. You have been very consistent. I'm just saying, I, I, I feel like maybe our podcast might be some imperial propaganda, and I'm not sure how to feel about it. Well, that's, that, that's unfortunate. That's true, though. You guys are liable. <laughs> You caught me. I, I am the immortal emperor. Oh no! You're all the bad guys. <laughs> Greg is all the bad guys. I am all the bad true. guys. So, uh, as the Pride of Duskwall comes into the station, let's have some good old descriptions of your three characters as you uh, get paid by Candace uh, for a job well done. What what does it look like as each of you step off the train? Who wants to start? Uh, yeah, I'll start. I'll start. Um, alright, so Drix steps out of the train. Uh, the first thing I think you catch a glimpse of is his, uh, stark black hat with a red band. We pan down from his hat to see, uh, a Severosi man with, uh, darker skin, uh, curly black hair, and, uh, a, just a little bit of stubble, because it's been a bit since he shaved. Uh, he's got broad shoulders, or, and on him is, like, a white, or a... Like off white, white uh, long sleeve shirt with its arms rolled up to it, or with its, their arms rolled up to his elbows, and a black vest over that, and then just like some some like tan pants. Uh oh, he has a or he has like a great big gold belt buckle. <laughs> oh, jakes. <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, some nice boots. Does Drix uh does Drix head off in a direction, or is he waiting around for somebody else? Hmm. I think he's just kind of, I, I think he figures we all have to go to the Physiker anyway. We may as well walk together. Hell yeah. Who's next? Andrel is, as she hops off the train, uh, Andrel is a young, young girl, uh, 13 years old, although maybe she'll have a birthday someday. We'll figure that out. Uh, short, dark hair, kind of choppy and, and, uh, uneven. Copper-skinned, Aruvian, 
uh, dark eyes with just kind of a, a big toothy grin. Uh, she kind of wanders back out into into her her home after a long a long time away. Is there anything you have to say about this character's height? Uh, she is tall for her age, but her age is thirteen, so she's not that tall. Okay, just wanted that to be clear. Yes, I do say that every time. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Following Andrel fairly closely, but like much less energetically, is of course Pippin McKeel, who is wearing his coat still. His face is a little bit less flushed than it was. He's wearing his coat just sort of like draped over his shoulders. He's a fairly pale man, a little bit tall, or at least he would be tall if he kind of stood up straight. Usually he's hunched over. Terrible posture. Mm-hmm. Got a deep widow's peak and like brown hair that like looks gold like almost blonde in certain kind of lights. Fairly long sideburns and a uh, perpetually flushed and slightly uh, distended nose the beginning of a gin blossom. Alright. I- I'll, I'll go say, Drix. I'll get the boots. I- I'll see the appeal of it. it- they just look kind of un- uncomfortable. I mean, have you ever had a good pair of boots? They feel immaculate. I, I think it might just be the shape of my feet, because like <laughs> those kind of come, those kind of come to a point, and like just, I, I, me, me toes don't work like that, mate. How- I've never had nice boots. They do seem fun, though. Yeah, you know, eventually we should get you a nice pair of boots. Yeah, uh, my toes are normal, so that should be that should be not that hard. <laughs> It's agree. At least as far as I know. I guess I haven't seen that many sets of toes. Yeah, I I can't I can't say I even know what Pip's toes look like. Yeah, Pip, it's... what do your toes look like? I, I mean, like, it's five on each foot, I think. It's... That is the correct number. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been a while. I should I should probably change me socks. <laughs> Late, later. Something to consider. <laughs> the, the, the real question is for... Andrew, would you, would you want boots with, like, spurs or, like, furs or, like... Ooh, well, probably not furs, since we're not always in, like, uh, cold places, but spurs would be cool. I don't know if I would ever get use out of them, but I like the aesthetics. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's certainly an interesting aesthetic. It, like, you walk into, like, a, a pub or something and just have that, like... Light jingle, everyone turns and looks your ways. A dramatic sting plays yeah, over. Yeah, people do that whenever Drix comes in a room. <laughs> yes. I say, oh, honestly, yes. People, people do that whenever I come in a room. Really? Yeah. Ha- ha- have you not seen it? Like, everyone yeah, everybody turns, turns, and, turns and, looks. and looks at you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a combination of like kind of awe and like, I don't, I don't know, confusion. Like an object permanence thing. Like sometimes at the orphanage, uh, when we needed when we needed to like get the babies to stop crying, we would like jingle stuff in front of them, and, and they would like get distracted and then turn to look at the jingle. I think it's just that you jingle. I mean, maybe. Well, I I had never thought about it that way, but huh, Drix. Uh, as you're pondering that, you see. Uh, a uh, bespectacled servant-looking man has um, has uh, taken note of your conversation and is walking towards uh, Andril. Uh, and the person they're walking away from 
is the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. She looks glamorous. Uh, she is Eruvian, plainly, um, and her hair is like, uh, her hair is beautiful and it waves. She's wearing such a great, like a nicely cut dress. It's, uh, it's, it's perfect for this heat. She does not approach, but this bespectacled servant walks by. Excuse me, uh, miss, did you say orphanage? Uh, yeah? Does that make you an orphan? Yes? <gasps> well, uh, are, uh, terribly sorry, are you two of the fathers? No! Uh- <laughs> so you have no parents, this is excellent. What? Well, your struggles are no more, child. What? And, uh, he leans, he, he like bends down to his knees. We're here to uh, adopt a child. Or oh, you, God. You could live in luxury. Tell me, have you ever heard of the uh, radio drama star uh, Izu Masura? Have I? Do you listen to radio plays? Well, Andrew's, Andrew's 13, so the question is what kind, of, what kind of stuff is she in? Oh, it's really pulpy. She's usually some damsel or femme fatale or both. Mm. I think probably not then. Hold on. I, I have some... What's, what's the word? Questions, um, yes. Well, uh, as you are not her legal guardian, I believe this young lady I is... I mean, no, no, no. hold on. You, you can't just go up to any old orphan <laughs> on the street and just say, like, we're, we're adopting you. It's just, no, it's, we got a different word for that one. It's, just, it's socially unacceptable. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I do take offense to you saying that we shouldn't have a say because we're not her legal guardians. We are her friends, and I would like to- You're friends with a 13-year-old girl? We're we're her co-workers. We're we're, we're peers. Uh, Granted, there's- There's probably a lot worse coming out of me mouth than there's- They're- they're, okay, okay. They're, um, um, babysitting me. For my adopted parents, I do have adopted parents. I am, at this moment, not in the market for parents. All right, well, I suppose it's not like any orphan would make up something to avoid being raised by a starlet like Izu Masura. Sorry, Miss Masura, but she's taken... Here, take her card. Okay! (laughs) What do you want me to do with this? Does does the card say like potential parent? Yeah, what? It's, what uh, should I like call her if my parents die again? Is that the idea? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yes. Okay. We'll be the let us be the first to know. Don't stop by an orphanage. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah, Izu Masura. Uh, you see, she looks a little uh, dejected. Um, I'm sorry, ma'am. If you want a child, maybe go to an orphanage. Oh, Instead of just, you know, <laughs> approaching them on the street. I feel like there's easier ways to get accomplished kind of like both tasks simultaneously. Are you suggesting that Izu Masura goes around killing some kids' parents and adopting them? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> It's, it's ridiculous. No. I mean, I don't know. It would be fun to live with... I, is the guy gone? Yeah, the guy the guy leaves. It would be fun to live with a radio star, but I don't know. He just came on really strong. 
there's there is no shame in just being creeped out by that approach. Um, you now, see Greta Greta's coming by. Uh, <laughs> she's out of her like chef's coat or whatever. She's uh, <laughs> just a uh, yeah. She's just got like suspenders and like a button up or whatever like it's like with like the short sleeves though because it's like real hot compared to like scoblin does she have like one of those uh like flat caps (laughs) now she does (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah is that izu masura yeah she tried to adopt me just just like we're all off the street it's just kind of yeah Sent her. That's an awfully strange way to go about it. Yeah. Yes. I just said orphan. I said orphanage, and the guy came up to me and was like, "Hey, are you an orphan? Do you want to be adopted?" This is like all sorts of strange implications. Like you can't just go up to someone and be just like, "Are you an orphan?" S.S. Right twisty. It just simply sounds unhospitable. You shouldn't hold it too far against her. I have heard some things about uh, uh, about her recent uh, split with Sebastian Black. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Uh, oh, Greg, so how could you? I'm so glad it's... Hannah broke first because I I was trying so hard to hold that in. Greg, I'm so could... sorry. I'm so sorry. It's it's just awfully hard to break up with a musician. I'm so sorry. I I have no response. That that oh. wiped everything else out of my brain. Just, and yeah. Andrew, real real quick. Um, I know this is weird, but this could be your chance to get off the train. What and go? Live I don't know. With, I I mean, listen. She's definitely got like a, a sizable inheritance as well as probably like some kind of insurance like it's it's there's ways to spin this for sure uh yeah i andrew kind of uh her face freezes a bit um and she's and she's like i don't get the it's not like she the fuck what a conundrum you've presented me here with. <laughs> it's easy. Just get adopted, then burn the house down. Greta sees how uh, this is affecting Andrew and Greta. Listen, you perhaps this is something that you would look into, but you should not simply go with this offer because it's the first one to come along. Yes, yes, good advice is. Yeah. Whenever you make a career change, you should think through it. Or, in this case, a big life change. It's, it's certainly a change in lifestyle, it's, it's for sure. And besides, between you and me, I think you deserve maybe a little bit more than Izumasura. She is gorgeous, but, I mean, what do you think might as well be me is about? <laughs> I, Sebastian couldn't have been lying, right? I I don't... I have never heard that song, but thank you, Greta. I feel valued. As long as you value yourself. I'll try. Now I kind of want to know what that song is about, right? <laughs> Incredibly, <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard this song. I can't believe I just made Andrew canonically have never heard of Sebastian Black. I feel kind of bad. I'm sorry, Sebastian. <laughs> I rolled celebrity for the city event. Oh! And I was like, I was like, this would be really funny. This would be a really funny way to make Sebastian canon. Oh my god. 
I, I can't believe he made Sebastian canon. And had, gave him a bad breakup. Sebastian deserves only happiness. Yeah, Jen, have, have, you, have, you guys, have you guys heard Might As Well Be Me? <laughs> yes, that is a real song and you should all listen to it. Let's get to that physicker now. Yay! Who wants to have a proper scene scene? Obviously I do. I, I think it's appropriate for I, I feel like it's it. gotta be I think The outside looks superficially similar to a lot of other Imperial physicker huts, but this one looks notably shittier. As it is in the uh, like slummy part of uh, Cloud Spire here on the ground. Pip, you open the door and enter the Fisiker's hut uh, with herbs hanging along the walls, medical equipment all over the place, and the smell of potions and unctions and lotions brewing. Um, there is uh, around the walls uh, some fresh moss. Uh, growing around, uh, growing over some uh, strange hadrathi. Like, it's like, you, you know what hadrathi looks like. It just looks like chicken scratch to you. Um, but, like, yeah, there's words on the wall. Moss is growing over it now. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, well, for you to see it every day, thou would not find it uh, quite so interesting. I mean, perhaps, I, I'm just sort of like, do, do you use the moss for, like, Potions and like unctions, etc. Why, yes, indeed. It's also a delicious snack. Well, I'm not sure if I'll go that far for delicious since you know, having had moss before, lichens, etc. I would liken to just sort of tasting like dirt, but that's, that's me personally. Well, I think you might take a liking to it. I, I see what you, what you done did there. <laughs> <laughs> Dost thou? Dost thou? Uh, and I see that thou hast been uh, on the receiving end of some electricity. Yes, I, I, I'd say so. I, I, I got a question for you. Certainly. Uh, can we talk while I work? Uh, I just need to check you out for nerve uh, damage or anything such as that. Uh, but you don't have to be sedated or anything. Tip sort of like, because he's in sort of short sleeves and being this close to the... Uh, the Udu and and around here. Uh I would say that the the tattoo is just like glowing very, very brightly. Not as much as it was when it was in Uduasha itself, but still very brightly. Currently it's reading two four seven. I say have, have you seen anything like like this before? Eyes hath not crossed by mine own eyes, although I do Hmm. Uh, you see, they pull out some, uh, like, <laughs> they pull out, uh, like a stethoscope type thing, hold it up to the, uh, like, matte black, like, covered eye hole of their mask. <laughs> um. Hmm. There doth appear to be some amount of a, um, electroplasmic essence that doth be, uh, consistent with a, um, uh, whatever is it that thou art calling it? Uh, demons. Hmm. Is this perhaps new? No, it's, it's kind of something I've always had. It's just not really something I started to question until recently. It's, uh, it, it gave me a, a, a royal amount to, to ponder, you have. I, I appreciate it. Uh, let me uh, soothe your mind, perhaps, before I leave you on your way. And you see, uh, they put the stethoscope away, and um, there's a uh, there's a couple of uh, like little red cross marks around you. Um, uh, firstly, 
Uh, thou hast not suffered any long-term nerve damage from this uh, electricity. Secondly, uh, I have inspected your body multiple times over these past months, and I can confirm that thou art a indeed a man, a human, from your flesh to thy, thy bones. Uh, this demonic essence uh, is present, but it doth not appear to have changed thee. So worry not. Perhaps you can just go back to ignoring it. I mean, if that's your professional opinion, I will certainly take you up on that, that offer. Between I now and I, just... my, my speciality is uh, ignoring things. <laughs> Jerry! It's just... Uh, I'm not sure if it's a, a healthy way of coping, but, you know, it's just... Uh, I mean, you... Hey, how about the next time I, I'll bring you a, a little something, a little, a little nip. <gasps> oh, Pippin McKeel, thou dost spoil me. Now go, go, you! <laughs> yeah, and Pip is back out on the street. Yeah, Pip is back out on the street to the physiker. They push, they push you out, then <laughs> close the door, and then immediately uh, Drix opens the door. Uh, they like get, <laughs> they get slammed into the wall behind the door. So Drix, you don't see them as you open it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fizz? No, no. Oh, oh. Where, uh, man, I would, I would be here when the fizz is out. How is that? Even I doth be here, pretty. Close thy door. Oh, oh my! I'm so sorry. I, let me, let me. Uh, and he, he like pulls the door back and just kind of gingerly shuts it, and then like picks up the physiker by his arms and just kind of like tries straightening him up, and then brushing off his clothes. Thank thee, thank thee. Grammar sees onto thee. Uh, oh, one after the other. Uh, keep me on my toes, the uh, pride of Duskwallies. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm guessing you just saw Pip. Uh, why, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, strange, normally. Uh, you know what? Think not of it. Uh, <laughs> say, uh, is your shoulder always doing that thing? <laughs> uh, no, no. It's a little bit, it's a little bit hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's dislocated. Yeah, it's been kind of aching since uh, we, we fought. Give me that muscular arm of thy. Uh, <laughs> I shall, I shall set it right. Um. Okay, I, I trust you. Uh, he holds out his arm. Of course you do. I am. I am. I am the Imperial Physiker. And they pop <laughs> the shoulder back. Ah, God, slam it! The strangest thing is, while they pop it back, it doesn't hurt at all, and then suddenly afterwards, it hurts not like it's getting popped back in, but like when it was dislocated, and then all at once it's gone, and there's a red cross mark. Ooh, okay, alright, alright, that, well that, that, that smarted for a second there, but it's starting to feel better, thank, thank you. Oh, at any time, any time, uh, I, I live to serve. Ah. Uh. You know. <sighs> what do you do for fun? Uh, I, I don't. Sometimes I eat the moss. <coughs> oh, is it? Jerry! <laughs> is it tasty moss? Oh, it's delicious. C- can I try a bite? Yeah, one for the road. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> now, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm gonna get you, like, a pl- puzzle or something. Ooh. 
excellent, perhaps a way to train mine own mind uh, uh, beyond the puzzle of the human body, of which I have mastered. Uh, of course. Seriously, I could pull you apart and put you back together again, and you'd still be alive. Uh-huh. I'm damn good at this. Get out of here. That's both very assuring and also disturbing. I'll see ya. They, they, they uh, get you out of there, the door closes, and they instinctively, like, hop back, <laughs> expecting the door to swing open. Uh, it takes a little bit. The physical, yeah, the physical ducks behind, uh, like, a little little table sees that the door is not swinging wildly open uh and then jerry (laughs) what's up you know perhaps i should install a smaller door for thee what's that supposed to mean i'm saying this is the second time in as many uh in as many minutes as i have been uh struck by mine own door the second time in two minutes time is strange here okay well, uh, yeah, I am sorry about that. Maybe you just shouldn't stand behind the door. <sighs> I hardly get any time. Oh. I, I just like to walk people out sometimes. Well, uh, Andrew, uh, looking at you, you don't seem too bad. Uh, I'm sensing blood collecting on certain spots. Bruises? I can do bruises. Yeah. Also, uh, I brought you books. And I think she, like, has... Kind of a little, like, sack backpack thing that she kind of slams down and, like, sits down and starts rifling through, throws stuff out. I didn't know what you like, so I asked uh, Trevor for, like, like something in every genre, and it turns out there are a lot of genres. <laughs> so I have... Uh, uh, seven books, which is not every genre. There are a lot of them, but I got this weird uh, romance novel that Trevor said I'm not allowed to look at. Um, and I've got this one, which has like dragons and stuff, um, like an adventure thing. And I've got this one, which is like a period piece from like before the cataclysm. Seems like there's a lot of good options here. I'm very curious what's in the romance novel that I'm not allowed to look at. Oh well, it doth appear that uh, it is the uh, the spark in one's heart. It's a ooh, a hull and a human. I ooh. wonder how that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate playing a 13-year-old. <laughs> Greg is just having the time of his life. I can tell. In sooth, this is uh, a kindness that has not been done unto me, uh, the likes of which I have not seen in uh, perhaps this past century. That sucks. Oh, it's all right. It's kind of been a blur. I can keep bringing stuff. Oh, well, uh, thy, thy companions have also offered. It's, I, I feel, I feel very cared for. It is nice. Well, that's good. But do you want anything? Other than, you know. I want for many things. The likes of which thou are in no position to give me. Okay, but I am in position to give you some things. I have a... Apprentice of sorts, we shall call them. In a way, they are like a child of mine. In a way that I cannot explain to thee. 
if you should see them, please. Nobody has been able to catch them, or nobody has returned to tell me that they have spoken to them on my behalf. I do not know where one would find them, but... Do you have any hints? Anything about them that might identify them? You would know them. A name is useless, as they would likely have changed it. But if you could explain my situation, for I do believe they think me dead. If you perhaps find an individual with uh, eyes that resemble a feline's. Okay. That is perhaps the most simple thing. Everything else they may cover up. Fuck, wait! (laughs) (laughs) Shit! Fuck! Alright! Anyways, I'm gonna go read this romance novel. Uh, You should get out of here. Your bruises are healed. Okay, thank you! Try the moss if you'd like. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) The door swings open. Okay. (laughs) Shit! Fuck! Alright. It's cool. We just gotta call that guy. <laughs> oh, we're going back to Uduasha. We can absolutely find that guy again. Okay, this is cool. Yeah, we, this is fine. We can do it. It's fine. We're good. It's cool. yeah. No, we're good. We're fine. It's fine. Yeah, we're fine. It's fine. You, you, it's, it's it's cool. It's you got it. You got it. Just doing just doing a plot. Uh. <laughs> We here at Ghosts on a Train would like to take a moment to discuss this malaise I've been feeling. Sounds like you could use a little glee. Hannah from Ghosts on a Train, how did you get into my old-timey radio play segment? You have no power over me here, Greg, and I'm not just Hannah from Ghosts on a Train. I'm also Hannah from The Glee Watch. The Glee Watch, that podcast where hosts Sam and Hannah discuss the television series Glee episode by episode, examining its place in the cultural moment of its release, as well as our modern day... You're that, Hannah? Yep. We're almost halfway through Glee, so now's a great time to listen. Well, sounds great. I could use a lot of Glee. No, nobody actually needs that much Glee. But the Glee Watch is just enough. Listen with the links in the description. Pub trip. Drix and Pip. Drix and Pip. You guys head to the local pub. The pub that takes your Imperial Chits... Uh, is a place called Toad in a Hole. They've got a little sign on the outside that's got like a desert toad uh, taking shelter uh, from a sun, which is wild. <laughs> uh, and yeah, when you uh, when you show up, it's it's a weird looking move. Yeah, um, don't know why it's 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 probably some kind of local thing. We should really ask Anvil next time we see her. You're right. You're right. There's a lot of outdoor seating. Oh, we should totally sit outside. It's such a nice day. <laughs> cut to cut to the darkness lit by some lamps far in the distance. The light of Uduasha. <laughs> I'll, I'll need it's, it's it's not raining like people's less less woods. So like, it's 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 fair. It's reasonable. Sure. It's yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah. You you get seated down. One person. Uh, oh, a server. Uh, approaches, sits at the table with you, and with like a little list. Hello, welcome to Toad in a Hole. Uh, I see you are from out of town, or I assume so. Yes, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, might I just suggest we are infamous here in Kethris for our uh, dark lagers, so you're going to want some of those. And as far as food and such, we have a, a sampler that your chits can get you of just some uh, falafel hummus and the, the house chopped salad. Ooh, that sounds great. 
It, it does sound lovely. It, it does. Is it, is it good? Any any modifications? Any special requests? I'm I'm, I'm game to try it as is. You? It's just I'll, I'll give it I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I like I like one of those and a uh, flotsam and jotsam uh, beer flight. Oh, excellent, excellent. Uh, thank you, thank you. They take the chits, uh, do a little kiss uh, on the chits, and say, uh, "Be sure to let the emperor know that we appreciate his patronage." Uh, and uh, they head away, head back inside, leaving you guys outside uh, on this. Um, Day, that is really just really just like a night. Uh, it sure, it sure was interaction. It, it was. Yeah, it seems like we're getting a lot of that since we've come to Aruvia. It seems like they would be doing pretty fine on their own without the imperial presence. Is this is what it is, I guess. You see some uh, some kids running around. There's like four. There's there's four kids uh, dressed up in little basks. Chasing one kid with their faces painted white, and then one kid uh, lagging behind, uh, holding some like heavy ball, uh, and the kid behind's like, "Guys, I hate being the immortal emperor. Stop!" <laughs> and the the kids in the masks are all like, "Out ghosts! Out ghosts!" <laughs> They're all around the same age as the uh, the ranch hand ghost. Oh, that's a little cute. Really. Cute is it not the, the word that I would jump to for that one? It's it's, it's a little unsettling because the last individual that we met like them, you know, was dead. You bring up a you bring up a good point, Pip. But now, I would say it's it's right salient. It is. <laughs> I think. I think. If the two of us get bogged down on stuff like that, we are never going to make it out of this job. Oh, hold on. Out of this job. You, 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 you think this is... This one has an ending. Uh, I think, like Dunville before us, there's an other side of this, just like there is for Andrew. I, I think Pip looks very, uh, Pip looks very dour. Clink as the uh, the flotsam and jetsam uh, beer flight shows up, and uh, yeah, they, they, they give you some like falafel and like hummus and like some pita chips and stuff. Oh, thank you so much. Shall leave you to it. Uh, Pip just eats the, the pita chips dry. Drix just like puts a hand on Pip's shoulder and gives him a meaningful look. I, I think that's the scene. All right, so do we want to do the crime side job? <laughs> Crime! 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 Okay. So you all get, well, you, you you sort of like put your put your names out there for for work, and with the chits you buy some free time. You get a call for one. He's known as Taji the Tank Engine. <laughs> You've never heard of him, uh, Andrel. He's some sort of up and comer, though. You you get into like a shadier part of town. Um, head into a, like a sweet shop. I, I swear to God, if we have to encounter Fishbone again, I'm going to be right peeves. You enter a sweets shop. You see, uh, there's a you see there's a big a big dude behind the sweets counter, and then sitting on the uh, the counter uh, is like his kid, looks like like nine years old. This is the place, though. Hey, uh, Taji around? Uh, the big burly dude looks at the kid and says, "Uh, business time," and then he leaves the room. And the, the kid 
turns around on the counter and says, All right, well. <laughs> you absolute madman. I don't know what I expected. I'm so happy with this. The theme of this arc is children doing stuff children shouldn't be doing. All right, so, uh, you three are the line bulls I got. You're, uh, you're Ben McKeel. You're, uh, Colburn. You're, uh, Dunville. Yep, hi. Yes, 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 yes. That'd be us. Yeah, yeah. Your real name's, uh, Andrew, is it? Yeah. I think I heard of that before, old timer. Oh, yeah, I'm from, uh, fuck, does the orphanage have a name? I'm gonna say the orphanage. I'm from the orphanage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little before my time, but, uh, you know, things have gone on without you. I heard some good things about you, but uh, I just want you to know that, um, you know, I run the show around here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never really ran much of anything, so I'm cool with that. Exactly, and that's, uh, that's, uh, that's another good reason I knew I could trust you. Cool. Um, can, can I ask a quick question? Oh, you better pick it carefully, buddy. Is this some kind of power struggle? Down to business. Uh, in a sense, in a sense. I'm, I'm, listen, uh, Taji the Tank Engine. That's, uh, that's a name that's, that's gone around the underworld for a couple years, you know, since I was six. Um, but, uh, you know, I used to always be attached to, uh, I used to always be attached to this bozo that worked at a Bright Harbor, but word is, Fishbone got himself arrested. So, uh, if I can just do a job on my own, then I guess I run, I run Kethris, huh? <laughs> Sorry, I just need at, a second. At the mention of like, at the mention of like, Fishbone got arrested. Pip is just like, Ugh. yeah. Good luck with that. I think Angel, like, you know how when someone is smiling and then that smile just kind of freezes. Uh, Fishbone and Taji the Tank Engine. You, sir, are a name factory. <laughs> I mean, this, this sure is a lot. So, uh, listen, I brought you in because uh, I've got a job that'll involve some me, um, well, electroplasmic security measures. Can I trust you to uh, take this seriously? Heck yeah. Oh, I, I, I'd say so. Yeah, you know, we, we, we take pride in our work. Pride in your work, huh? It, it, we do. Because you're from the Pride of Dust Wall, is that it? Oh, that was good, Drake. <laughs> Trying to make jokes? Trying to make a little kid laugh, huh? Oh. Giggle, giggle fest, what are you going to do next, huh? Oh, Play peekaboo with me? I swear to you, that pun was entirely unintentional. <laughs> it, it very much was, I, I can tell you that much for sure. Can't even make a pun on pun on purpose when I work with idiots? It's... Do you want him to make a pun on purpose? I thought you were mad about the pun. You seemed pretty upset about it when you thought it yeah. was... Listen, listen, I, I need you to listen to me and not speak, all right? So here's the score, all right? Now, uh, there's a, there's a villa, see? And I need the runes that they keep in their basement stolen. A very particular uh, client has hired us for this. Over here is some blank chalk. You're going to trace over the runes with these and it's going to suck up the runes. But as I said, it's a... It's, it's it's a villa, and uh, the nobility around here, well, uh, this ain't Uduwasha, but they're kind of picky. Uh, you guys know about electroplasm, so we're going to need you to uh, get in there and get out. 
None of my boys know anything. None of my girls either. Good catch. All, all right. Let's, we'll, we'll do our best. We'll, we'll see what, what can be accomplished. We'll do it. Uh, yeah. That's more like it. Get we're, out of here. We're going to accomplish it. All right. Let's go, everybody. Da, 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 nice. Uh, so... Yeah, this this villa is on a slightly tiered area of um, <laughs> cloud spire. It's still within reach. So, very first complication is there is an electroplasmic barrier to the grounds in general. Uh, I'm gonna need one roll from somebody to somehow uh, disable it or slip past it. I could try and do a do a sneaky. Thing. Ideally, each of you will roll once. So, like, decide on what you want to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, hmm. so it's a barrier on the ground. It's like it's like a personal it's like a personal lightning barrier for it. Mm-hmm. I could try and finesse my way through it. Um unless we would rather use my finesse to do the copying of this circle. Um how's your finesse again? Uh plus 3. I've got a plus 2 finesse, so I could try and sneak past it. Okay. That way we save your plus 3 for Sure. All right, and yeah, feel free to like if I don't mention a detail, feel free to make them up in your solution. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time for some shimmying. So what's baby. what's your plan? Okay, so you're, sh- you're you're shimmying past the barrier. Yeah. Cool, cool. Love that. We do love that. That would be a twelve. Yeah. Hell yes. Note that down. And yeah, you're able to find a break in the barrier, a slight spot. You know, having seen lightning barriers, uh, that there's a certain that, that on the edges, uh, electricity will be like visible somewhat, but you know it'll be so weak that like it couldn't really zap like a fully grown person or even like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you guys are able to just sort of um, maybe we'll borrowing like a couple of uh, pieces of equipment. You guys are able, easily able to slip past that area that would have anybody else too freaked out to step forward. Hey. Next, you uh, you enter the villa. Uh, you know you've got to head to the basement, uh, and uh, the, your point of entry has been pretty close. But here in this room that leads to the basement, there are several guard dorks, hairless, three-legged dog-like creatures. Um, now, notably about these guard dorks is they're uh, they're wizards. They're very small dorks that are favored by nobility because they've got these long, sensitive beards and really loud barks. Um, and so basically this entire room has these like small, small dorks with these long beards that are sort of like just like all along the floor, latticed out. And uh, if you disturb the beard too much, these dorks will wake up and yap and they'll wake up the really nasty dorks. I want you guys to know that this is a dork concept that Greg came up with while we were watching the dog show on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Incredible. The little Amazing. terriers came on and like the announcers were like, oh, these are being favored by nobility. And he was like, fuck, there's gotta be a nobility dork in Ghost on a Train. So yeah, how are you gonna get past this room full, full of uh, long beards and sensitive yappy dorks? Andrew or Pip? Hmm. Okay. I'm just trying to think of, like, what Pip can do for these. I, I have an idea. Oh, God. I- I'm gonna have Pip try to befriend these dorgs, as Pip is nobility. Or was nobility, at least, at one point <laughs> in his life. So what are you rolling? I'd like to roll steel, basically to try and, like, be calm and show, like, hey, we're not a threat, it's fine. Alright, alright. Just uh, I'll allow it, roll it. Alright, uh, I don't want to 
Uh, rage, lose control, or do unintended harm. Hell yes. And that is a 7 on the dice, plus 2, that is a 9! Nice. Okay, so what you do do is you do freeze up and leave yourself wide open. So you approach the dorgs. Uh, at first, they like wake up and they're like, <laughs> and, this, and then you you start like easy. You start like petting them, stroking their beard, their long wizard beards. Um, and you see um, one one bigger dorg uh, comes in, starts to growl. It's got a big, thick um, broom hand. It's, it's it's a broom handle. The broom handle comes in sees you petting the uh, wizards, uh, and then uh, jumps onto you, Pip, demanding to be pet, and also pinning you to the ground with its massive body. Oh, good baby! Alright, I'm, I'm gonna pet this door. Mm-hmm. The basement is clear to go. Alright, let's go. I'm probably gonna be stuck here for a while, though. <laughs> yeah, have fun with the door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. Yup, yup! Go to the basement. Mm-hmm. In the basement, you you got like a little like map. Um, there is a spot. There is a spot that you uh, you sort of like blow this like dust that uh, Taji gave you that reveals a, uh, a series of, of runes, but also around a series of uh, looks like pictures and like just like a full-on conspiracy board of like lines and things. Um, yeah, it's it's centered around like uh, looks like some like imperial ship sinkings, and uh, yeah. So, Andrew, you need to take the chalk and carefully trace over the existing runes I will do to that. steal the entire thing. That seems like a finesse. Mm-hmm. It could, could be anything. Finesse. I'm insight. gonna use finesse. <laughs> You're gonna use finesse though. Uh, that's a thirteen, baby. Yeah. Nice. Unerringly, you you watched as the chalk. Um, the, the, the blank chalk is like black in that way that like obsidian is black it's kind of classy and as you trace over the uh, the runes it begins to like grow whiter and such and eventually um, as you get the last of the runes uh, the chalk is just fully white looking like a normal piece of chalk and the conspiracy board is gone absorbed into the chalk You guys are good to go. Fuck, guys, we're so good at crime. Wow, we uh, we are efficient. We killed that. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> no wonder everybody does crime. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, wow, we we've really been wasting our time on other things. Maybe we should just be criminals now. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the new life path I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, does anyone know who this uh, who this belongs to? This this place. Uh, I figured we shouldn't ask too many questions. Uh, looking at it as you leave, this definitely looks like it could belong to an Akarosi person. But like, obviously, it's the, it's, it's it's been built here for a while, so this is uh, some Akarosi officials' uh, home. You must be stationed here in Eruvia. All right, crime done. Crime done. Next up. Uh, Andrel. Andrel. Docs? Sure. So, uh, later, Andrel, you meet up with one Narcus Breakiron. Hey. Scotlander with a metal hand. Nice. Uh, his ship comes into, uh, port. Is this something, is this someone I should remember, or are you making no. a reference? Pip, Pip, madam, yeah. No, isn't that the with the lion bull that I expected to hire? Yeah, no, I get that a lot. 
Excellent. Put her there, and he puts the middle hand in front of you for a handshake. I guess I shake his hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's a firm handshake, but does not crush your hands. Yay. <laughs> Consider it. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be very simple. I am a, uh, well, I am a sailor by trade. Um, I do all sorts of things. Uh, recently I helped advise, uh, this, uh, I helped advise some of the, uh, fishermen here about, uh, about, uh, casting a great line, uh, from, uh, higher point of the cloud spire into the void sea to perhaps collect some, uh, eels for experiments and things. Mm. Unfortunately, it appears their fishing net is stuck, and, um, well, I have some of my men going into it, but... I need somebody small enough to sort of uh, maybe maybe swim down in there and see if there's anything uh, really holding on. Yeah, I can try that. All right. Uh, can you swim? Yes. All right. I've decided that just now. Interesting. That's that's games, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. I'm well, from a, I'm from a port city. Here you go. Here you can do a, a knife with like a little barb at the end. Oh, here you boy. go. Uh, if there's anything uh, down there, just cut it and rip it off, and then once we once the net is loose, swim back up. Cool. We'll no, let you know. Nobody ever gives me knives. This is great. Well, you'll you'll need it uh, if not for that, uh, then if, if for the eels. Oh. Okay. Cool. Very cool. All right. Uh, so yeah, you are there on the. <laughs> the shore of part of the void sea within the light and barrier but the void sea corrupts all life inside of it you know leviathans and other gross things um the the, the any fish and stuff that would come in there is like just fetid uh and disgusting and horrible and you're gonna have to swim on down there cool sounds fun see angela you, you swim on down with that knife you see that the net is uh, is indeed caught on some like old metallic <laughs> anchor, but it's just, it's just like one it's just one part of the net. So you reckon if you can cut just that part of the net free, the whole thing should be able to just uh, go back up into the air. Okay, yeah, I'll try and try. As you do that, um, okay. <laughs> that's when the eels come. Uh... Horrible, plenty of teeth, slippery bastards. Tell me the complicated the role is. How do you? Cut this thing loose while dealing with these eels. Uh, evasive maneuvers? That's, that's welcome. Cool. That is finesse. Um, that's a seven total. All right. Um, uh, what do I get? I'd like to avoid trouble, compromise, or cost. Okay. I guess. So, um. Hmm. That's, that's good. That's fine if you, unless you want to do something else. No, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. So you're underwater. You, you're you avoiding these eels uh, swimming past them. You're, you're very small and you can roll with it. And it seems that their, their vision probably isn't too good living in the void sea. And you're, you you can only get, like, you can saw a little bit at the net. And then you got to, like, swim and hide somewhere. Saw a little bit, swim and hide. Saw a little bit, swim and hide. And you cut it loose. The, the eels are still over there. And you start to swim past them. And you're like, hell yeah. Got past the eels. Uh, and then suddenly you remember how long you've been underwater, and yeah, you're you like exhale a little bit, and um, it's 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 so far to the surface. You thought you should thought you should have been there thirty seconds ago. It must have been thirty seconds ago. You don't know, but it's it's horrible, harrowing. For a minute there, you're like, this would really suck <laughs> if I drowned here after fighting ghosts for a living. Yeah. Um, but then something cold grips your wrist. As Narcus Break Iron's metal hand pulls you out. Ah, hello. 
Uh, I saw the net was loose, but uh, we, we did not see you for uh, some time. Yeah, sorry, eels. Ah, <coughs> uh, well, uh, let's uh, let's perhaps get you uh, warmed up with some brandy or something. Oh, thank you. I think Do you have hot chocolate. <laughs> ah, of course, only such fighteries from farthest Dictoros. Right. Um, <laughs> courier job. Courier job. Courier job. Courier job. Courier job. So, Drix, you were told to meet at this uh, post office. Uh, you probably head there pretty soon. Pip, you are also headed towards this same post office. But as you head there, there is the uh, desperate squeaking of uh, rats. Oh, I'm fucking mean all this shit again. You see, uh, you see, like you're out, you're outside of the post office, but um, an Aaron's crate gets knocked over, and a whole bunch of rats like clamber out. They squeak, and then suddenly, uh, all their tails uh, are entwined together, and they they panic for a second before they their eyes turn white and they turn to you, speaking in one haunting voice. Pippin McKeel. you again. <laughs> It is I, the king of rats. I have warned you that you walk towards great danger. <laughs> but what does Drix think of all of this? Does Drix even see this? Does he notice? Uh, dep- uh it depends. Does Drix want to see this or not? <laughs> I'm, I'm torn. Cause I either, you're in the po- either you're in the post office or you're like still outside of it. Okay. Um... I think you should see it. I yeah, think gotta I, gotta, I gotta get Drix in on this king of rats stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Drix is outside the post office, and he just kind of see. I think I think at first he just sees Pip like pause outside of an alley, and then he kind of like ambles up towards him. We are here to warn you that should you take this job, you may potentially expose yourself to danger. You know what I do for a living, all right? This it, this is not a an a non. This is a danger beyond that scope. This Pip 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 is. Are those? Oh, all right. This is. Adric has spotted us. This is your first time, isn't it? Um. Adric, please listen to us. For we are the king of rats, and we are here to warn you that you walk towards danger. What you are working for, it is beyond uh, your scope as ghost hunters. For it is a deed. Suddenly, all of the rats uh, go flying, exploding outer from the point where they're tails connect uh some of them uh unfortunately gorily smash into walls or things oh, no. um oh, and you hear uh from in front of the post office be gone thought form i'm gonna kill you greg has waited so long to make that specific joke what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck I hate that. I He's hate that. This... this is a bad podcast. No one should listen to it. He's had this one on his mind for quite a while. It's, Can't it's, confirm. It's been, a, it's been a hot minute. Oh, he waited fuck. until we forgot. Fucking shit. Until you forgot. Yeah. Fucking. Turning to the source of the voice, you see uh, a man with slick back hair, like a, uh, like a goatee. You know, a, a stylish vest and pocket watch. Looks like a normally Ruvian man, except you see his eyes are uh, glowing red and they slowly uh, dim out uh, and like a little bit of smoke comes out of them as they return to normal, quote unquote, uh, dull red. <laughs> um, uh, now listen, gentlemen, I, I, ho- I hope none of this unpleasantness. Uh, we don't usually have a rat problem. <laughs> this, 
They they, they seem they seem to to follow me around. It's it's a lot. It is. <sighs> well, uh, let me tell you, boys. Uh, it's a uh, every city's got rats, and uh, where there are people, there are rats, and where there are rats, there's uh, that thing. Take that. Anyways, pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, gentlemen. Is this why there are so many rats on the train? It's yes. It's it's the whole thing. It's it's deeply unsettling and also like just just kind of annoying more than anything. It's simple. It's just the uh, formation of their collective consciousness uh, into a single entity. It's perhaps uh, perhaps taking a hint from the humans that they adore so much. The rats have begun to uh, well unionize, sort of reduces it a bit too much. <laughs> Anyways, I hired you both for couriers. Let's step inside. Yes, yes, this this guy the street, but there's more rats that can. Drix is do gonna put his hand on Pip's shoulder. They were telling us that we were walking into danger. Maybe we should uh heed. You fell off a train in the last like couple of weeks. As you say that, uh, the guy sighs. All right, listen. You guys are not from around here, so uh. I'm going to let you uh, in on a little thing. Hello, Drix, Pippin. My name is Ahazu. Yes, I am a demon. No, I'm not going to kill you unless you start to make a big deal of it, all right? <laughs> Pride of Duskwall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, where we've played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. All of our music by Sebastian Black. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line bowls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville. Played by me, Hannah. Adric, a.k.a. Drix. Badge name Colburn, played by me, Stefan. Pippin, Pip, McKeel. Badge name McKeel, played by Guy. And I have been your conductor, Greg. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. Buddy. <laughs> One second, sorry. Why don't you have that on set? I I had it on or I had it on vibrate. My vibrate is not, not strong or is not usually that strong. Greg, I'm sorry. You're so unprofessional. Oh my god. Oh my god. You don't have to dock your pay, Stefan. <laughs> Bullshit. You sound like Candace. This is time theft. <laughs> this is time theft. <laughs> this is time theft for me. <laughs> Drix sits up. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 yours Faustian yours, Nonsense yours, thanks yours, you for yours, your patronage. Yeah. Just like yours.